Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Black Friday is one of the key promotional events of the year. Today on Start, Scale, Succeed, I'm joined by Catherine Erdley, founder of the Resilient Retail Club, and we are chatting about how to prepare for Black Friday, what you need to think about, and alternatives if it's not something that you want to get involved in. So Catherine, before we start, can you, I mean, I know we've we've had a quick discussion in terms of we've <laughs> both got a, a long history of working in retail, but can you tell the listeners a bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Catherine Erdley. (laughs) I'm the founder of the Resilient Retail Club, which is my membership for product businesses. And I have, this is my 21st year in the retail industry. I started, (laughs) I started back in 2000, working for Laura Ashley. I worked my way up, worked in a variety of different high street companies, both in the UK and actually in the US. Until uh, the end of 2017, I was working at Paper Chase, running their stationery team. And I decided to start my own business. I basically wanted more flexibility. I I was a full-time working mother for a decade and I just felt like I needed a change and I needed to have a bit more flexibility. So in early 2018, I started my own business. And from there, really, I have been working exclusively with independent retailers and brands, helping them with all things to do with profitability. So stock management, strategy, pricing, profitability, planning, all the P's. And I am also a small business retail expert. So I am a Forbes contributor on the subject of starting and scaling a product business. I'm also a small business Britain, small business champion, a sales trainer for Enterprise Nation School of Sales. And I love to write and speak about the retail industry as well. So it's something I feel really passionate about. And excited about because there are so many exciting independent brands and startups who are doing some really fascinating things in this space. I have to mention as well, we were just talking about it. If you are thinking about uh, starting a business, if you've already started a business, Catherine has an amazing report. Um, I think, was it about 300? 300, 300 um, businesses, yes. Uh, answered the question. So if you kind of want to understand where you sit, how, how much kind of generally it costs people to start a business. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really valuable tool. So you should check out her website and we'll put the link to that in the show notes later on. But I've completely digressed. So I'm going to go back <laughs> to the subject of Black Friday. And um, so obviously one of the key promotions times of the year but very different this year I think mm-hmm. uh, you know it's the I don't even know if we had a Black Friday last year if the shops I can't remember if the shops were open or not how do you think Black Friday will differ this year versus last year? Well I think Black Friday is a really fascinating phenomenon because of course it's totally borrowed from the from the US it's the day after Thanksgiving so various different theories about the, the why it was called Black Friday but a lot of people's think it's because that's the day the shops went into the black finally for the whole Mm -hmm. year they've been trading in the red and they went into the black because in the u.s it usually signals the start of the christmas shopping season so christmas shopping is actually slightly delayed in the u.s because they're all waiting for thanksgiving and then they get their thanksgiving out of the way and boom head to the shops so it was a fairly recent import to the uk and probably the last five to ten years it's been getting more 
growing in awareness. I was going to say growing in popularity, but I, I, th- I struggle to say that because a lot of people <laughs> feel quite conflicted about it. Yeah. I think, though, we've seen the the interest in it waning slightly. I think it's become sort of associated tiring. with tiring, overconsumption. A lot of research has shown that some of these offers or a lot of the offers that people put out there are not really true offers, that maybe these items have been offered at lower prices other times of the year. So I think there's definitely a little bit of consumer weariness about it. So I think that it will still remain an important date in the shopping calendar that people will be thinking of. But I see. I think over time we'll see fewer people participating, or maybe we'll see them participating in different ways. And um, obviously, there's a lot of um, if people that want to play into Black Friday. Um, how do you think that they should prepare for that? Well, the key thing about Black Friday, or the key thing about really any promotions that you have in your business, is that what I always say is that promotions look like they're for the customer, but they're really there for the business. So by that, I mean that if strategically it works for you to offer maybe two discounts a year, maybe you have a business birthday and Black Friday, or maybe you do Mother's Day and Black Friday, and those are the only time of the year that you do a discount and you want to go all in and um, participate in the Black Friday event, I think that's absolutely fine. But again, it has to be something that works for you and works for your business. And you don't want to be giving away more margin than you can afford. So if it doesn't work for you to do a 30% discount, don't do it. All of these things. So I think, first of all, I would I would ask yourself the question, what does my business need from Black Friday? Do you need to participate? Actually, are you doing fine? With, did you do fine without it last year? Or could you use it, for example, strategically to clear some stock that you don't want to be sitting on post-Christmas? So I quite often talk about this idea of brown bananas. So there's certain stock that this is something that I got from my days at Paper Chase. The certain stock that on the 26th of December becomes completely undesirable. So it's the thing that says Merry Christmas, that the only people buying that on the 26th of December are the people who are hoping to get it at 50% off to put in their Christmas box for next year. So for example, one of the ways you could use Black Friday strategically in your business is if you know that you've got maybe a bit too much of that seasonal stock left that you want to clear through, maybe you decide that you're going to do a discount on it then. But the key thing really when it comes to preparing for Black Friday is not to get caught up in the rush of it, not to be making these decisions last minute, to be making these discounting or promotional decisions as part of a bigger promotional strategy that you've planned out for the whole of the Christmas season. And just really ask yourself again, bear in mind, it's not for the customer. It looks like it's for the customer, but really it's for you. What do you need to move in your business? What do you need to actually happen on Black Friday? And therefore, what what offer do you need to make as opposed to just trying to kind of go go with the flow or, or get mm-hmm. caught up in that? Oh, my goodness, everyone's doing something. So I have to do something. So taking that time out and like you said, making sure that it's um, part of a bigger promotional calendar. But if people haven't done that, that they they just take a step back, look at their best and worst sellers, look at their how many weeks stock that they've, they've got left of those yeah. uh, more seasonal items and then put in place a plan and uh, you know make sure that they've got their ads right um, and all yeah. that side of things and, and moving those brown bananas, as you say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I like that expression. And <laughs> Do you think, can it be profitable for for brands? Oh, yes, absolutely. It can definitely be profitable for brands or it can can play a part in an overall profitability strategy. I mean, especially if you've got a decent profit margin. 
one of the, the key underpinnings or one of the, the key factors that will determine whether or not a product business is successful is whether or not they're making enough money every time they make a sale. So that's looking at their profit margin, making sure you know what percentage, um, when you sell something for £10, £20, £100, what percentage of that is profit and making sure you know those numbers. That's kind of business basics if you like but that will also help you at times like black friday because the bigger your profit margin is to start off with the more room you have got to say take 20 percent off and still make a profit so it absolutely can be profitable it could also be a reasonably profitable way of shifting some stock that you might otherwise have to discount more heavily at an end of season sales so most big retailers when you see their black friday offers especially if they're like a you know um uh, selection, you know, often in fashion brands, you'll see, uh, you know, s- seasonal discounts and you get certain styles will be discounted for Black Friday, for example. Well, that will be because those items have already been flagged as things that they know they're going to have to clear in the end of season clearance sale. So they're, what they're trying to do there is they're trying to offer it to the customer at a slightly uh, smaller discount, maybe 20% instead of 50%. Uh, and therefore clear through it in a more profitable way than holding on to it at full price and then being forced to clear it later at a, a lower price. So it's about exactly everything that you said, knowing what your best and worst sellers are, knowing how much stock you've got of those, knowing how many weeks set worth of sales that equates to, knowing where you've kind of got those lumps of stock or what I think about is like frozen cash, like where's the money stuck yeah. in your business and making sure those are the ones you're targeting. If you're targeting on those, then it absolutely can be profitable. Um, what what gets tricky is when people do things like slap on 25% discount just because they're worried they're not going to sell anything if everyone else is doing discounts. And the customer comes and buys their best sellers anyway, <laughs> that they're yeah. going to buy anyway, but they bought it at 25% less. And uh, that's when it could get sticky for businesses. So I think being really focused on, what do I need to shift and, and how much can I afford to sell it for? And then, I mean, I've worked in retailers where promotional product has been bought specifically for mm. Black Friday and it has been bought, brought in at a slightly inflated price to then and in, and in high volumes to then clear it for, at Black Friday and have something there. What do you think in, for a small business, would you advise something like that or would you get advice to stay away from it? Uh, I think that's, that's a very tricky thing for a small business to do. And I think it probably goes against what a lot of them, um, you know, are trying to do with and many businesses are very concerned about overconsumption and not wanting to get people to buy just for the sake of buying. So I would say that it's, it's a very tricky, I, I think it's much easier to do when you've got the kind of volume, volumes volume of you traffic yeah. that you've got with a big retailer. But I think for most small retailers, that's going to, I'd say that was, there's probably a lot of risk associated with mm-hmm. that because of course, if it doesn't sell through, then you could be en- end up with a lot of product and not necessarily, you know, where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But I suppose on the, on the other side of that, it's if you've got a gap and you know, not, I'm not talking about particularly, um, if you've got, if you've on low stocks around Black Friday, even if you don't want to discount, you know that's going to be a high traffic time on yes. online. So if the, if there's an opportunity where you see stock that you can buy that's aligned with your business values, aligned with who your customer wants, and is the right price for what it needs to be, it's taking advantage of those opportunities so that you yeah. have, so that you have the stock to sell as well. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. And actually, one of the things that does work, because what tends to happen with Black Friday, one of the kind of negative impacts of it is that you tend to get the the Black Friday dead spot, which is just the week of Black Friday, where customers are just waiting. They are just waiting to see what happens. And it may not even necessarily be that they're waiting and they're only going to buy if there's a discount. It's just that why would you buy something on a Tuesday if on the Friday, you know that possibly you might get a discount from the business. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things that can help with that. If you're not planning on participating on Black Friday, it may well be worth talking to your customers about that and just saying, you know, give them your reasoning. As a small business, we don't really feel that Black Friday works with our values. Uh, Therefore, just to let you know, if you're waiting for a discount on Friday, we won't be participating. Something around those lines, that that way that sounds quite positive and upbeat, but just makes it clear to them that, you know, you don't have to wait until Friday because there's nothing coming. (laughs) The other thing that can work quite well, one of the only other ways, I think, to kind of stimulate sales is to bring something new in the week just just before Black Friday, because it kind of gives people that sense of something new and exciting, a reason to come and shop with you as opposed to them just waiting around for them for whether to see whether or not you're going to be offering a discount. And for people that um, that don't want to play into Black Friday, what are the alternatives that they can offer their customers? I'm not talking about a discount, but what other kind of, um, like I said, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people yes. online at that time. So what yeah. are the things that they can do to help promote their business and promote sales? And even if it's just more promoting that connection as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think if you want to see the masterclass on how this is done really, really well, then I would check out Lucy and Yak, the Dungaree brand, mm-hmm. um, especially at Black Friday, because what they actually do is they don't offer a discount, but they offer that this this weekend they're going to be doing uh, 10% of sales donation to something like that. I forget the exact numbers to a charity that they work with in India that's funding children's education. And they do a, a brilliant job of it. because so they make it very clear it's not going to be a discount. But if you if you buy this weekend, it's an extra charitable donation. And then throughout the weekend, they update you. Oh, you've sent 10 girls to school or 20 girls Lovely. to school. Yeah. So it's this real kind of sense of community, this sense of, oh, people are doing good things. And um, it's phenomenally effective. People will come and buy because they know that there's additional charitable discounts. So it's it's a great feel-good factor. It's a great message to kind of cut through a bit of that Black Friday noise. Um, it's not about discounting. It's about something very positive. So it, that could be a really good opportunity for somebody who doesn't want to, to offer a discount. If you want to offer something that's to the customer that's not necessarily a money off then there's all kinds of things like free postage can be good free gift wrapping or maybe you know a free upgrade to more premium wrapping if you offer that already uh you could offer things like a small gift with purchase so this weekend only uh if you spend over 75 pounds then you'll receive this item um or or a competition or a giveaway something like that so there's lots of different options if you don't want it to be a straight blanket you know 20 percent off everything which is almost like that's probably one of the most effective things you can do for stimulating sales but also one of the things you should use most frequently because those blanket discounts are can be can be really hard if especially if people come and just buy your best sellers anyway. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to offer something like that, then there are there are all kinds of different ways that you can have that conversation. Or it could be about, you know, a special product, like a special price on one product for the weekend that you just Yeah, you could about. choose a hero product. Yeah. 
and and really promote and drive that and then I suppose from a, a good point of view as well is if you're doing some advertising you're mm-hmm. putting the, the advertising behind that particular product you're driving that and then yeah. you're, you're getting your sales on that rather than just doing something that's like a blanket offer yeah. I think as well like like we said at the beginning there's a, a lot of people and shoppers have become quite weary of the mm. whole noise around Black Friday mm-hmm. and particularly from the sustainability and the ethical side so doing something that's a the charity side yeah. or a lot of people have called it green friday where they're mm-hmm. doing something that's um from an ecological benefit um i know all birds did it a couple of years ago they they i don't think they ever play into black friday mm. it's completely against uh, what they stand for as a brand in terms of their sustainable trainer brand um and what they did was i think they actually emptied their covent garden store of stock and mm. they had it as a day of education and it was um and they gave money towards a particular kind of ecological charity. Um, but it was about educating rather than that, you know, buy, buy, buy and get yeah. this discount. Da, 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 da. And I think the thing is as well, it's it's starting so much earlier than just Black Friday now. You start hearing about things on, you know, it's not Black Friday, it's whatever Thursday or whatever Tuesday. Yeah. And it and it just and then you've got Cyber Monday and it really goes on for like weeks and weeks. But I think because I mean some people that may know may not know that there's been so many issues with freight at the moment and China and bringing goods in. So I think yeah. this year it might look quite different. Yeah. And and maybe retailers might bigger retailers might um pretend to be sustainable or do so do in a different way <laughs> but but they but actually all their stock is still on the water that they would have planned to have sold um but yeah. i think it will look quite different this year to to what it has done other years just because there's a lack of you know there's so many freight issues of people bringing stock in yeah. and they want to protect those full price christmas sales um you know for later on yeah, absolutely. I mean, all, all it's really done, Black Friday, is moved sales out of December into November. For many years, December yeah. was the biggest retail month. And recent years, it's shifted into November purely because of the promotional activity. But it's kind of a zero-sum game. A lot of retailers will have been putting two and two together and realising that between November and December, they're not making any more money. It's just shifted it forward. So if it doesn't suit them to shift that forward this year, then they probably will hold off on some of that messaging. Um, and then, yes, you said we're able to protect those full price sales mm-hmm. i think the other the key thing to remember as well is that there's also small business saturday which comes the following week after black friday and that just sit, suits so many businesses better because again it doesn't have to be about discount it could be about community about sharing uh, other small businesses the people like just a card for example last year did a big campaign where they did just a card week which again was sort of like because even because of the name the black friday you know the small business community is often very colorful so they, they sort of talk about like you know rainbow week and this kind of thing yeah, just yeah. sort of something that goes against the sort of black friday ethos so i definitely think it'll be interesting to see this year but i think the key thing as well is that no business should really feel the pressure to be part of it i don't think that's even seen as relevant for a, a lot of small businesses but it's just a question as you said so rightly it's it, this is a high bulk traffic high volume traffic time of year so what's what are you setting out to tempt your customers yeah how can you be seen in the noise yeah you know with with all you know with all those people that are on you know use the opportunity while there are so many people online at that time but what can set you apart and what should you be talking about and i think it's thinking about that in your advertising in your your social media messaging and rather than thinking right the week of black friday 
okay, crap, it's on Friday. Yeah. What am I, what am I yeah, going to yeah. do? Oh, that's a bit slow. Should I do that? Oh, right. If I do that, if I reduce it to that, I'm not making any money. What do I, you know, and it's about yeah. kind of being a bit more prepared and yeah. thinking about what suits your brand, what yeah. suits your, your numbers, what suits your audience and what feels right yeah. for you as a business rather than doing something like you say, just because everybody else may be doing something you know absolutely and also you know thinking about what else have you got going on are you taking part in an online um fair or market or something like that a lot that a lot of these have been popping up well if you're planning on doing that or even one of the bigger shopping events like last year red magazine had a big online shopping event so maybe you want to offer a a discount coupon for that weekend in line with the event that you're doing and you don't do it on black friday you know what kind of fits with your brand it doesn't have to be definitely doesn't all have to be at the same time it's, it's got to be what makes sense for you and um and don't feel yeah as I said, don't feel the pressure and so let's pretend black friday's out of the way <laughs> and then you've got four weeks left to christmas yes how should small brands small retailers start to be preparing for that well, I think that is the time of year where you want to be in a position to do absolutely nothing else than sell and dispatch and, and delight your customers. So it's anything that you can possibly do from, from you know, soon as early as possible to get everything else out of the way. You don't want to be worrying about your business insurance or your <laughs> having to renew your domain or anything at all. Basically, you want all of those tasks out of the way and done so that you can just focus in on one thing and one thing only, which is your customer and selling at this time of year. I think the other thing that's important as you move closer to Christmas is communication, communication around last ship- shipping dates, if you're selling yeah. online, uh, cutoff dates, um, you know, when can you, when are you stopping? If you have personalized items, when's the cutoff for those? All of those things, just being really, really clear and communicating them over and over again just so that the customer's really aware because it gets very hectic. Last year we had ship Mageddon. So we had like the meltdown of basically every postal carrier in the UK and the US. They just all were so overwhelmed. Um I think so people were telling me, you know, in March stuff was turning up from that Christmas. Oh, <laughs> it was the biggest ever quarter for e-commerce in the history of the you know of ever of e-com yeah, <laughs> of e-com, yeah. <laughs> history of the internet <laughs> so it was intense a lot of small businesses had to cut off they just couldn't cope i spoke to so many people who you know sort of first week of december just said i don't want to spend my last week when i'm supposed to be with my family and relaxing before christmas fielding queries from people asking them where my where's you your know, parcel, where's my, parcel? Where's, my, where, where's my underwear where's my <laughs> yeah. where's my toys <laughs> so it's thinking about for you as a business owner when do you want to cut off um you know were you happy with large if, if this is your second second or more than your second year trading were you happy with your careers do you need to do any research to get to, to find any new ones although to be honest if if you're doing that in sort of October, November, it's possibly too late. But yeah. but just thinking, doing whatever you can to prepare yourself, being being really clear with your customer about what your dates are, and also maybe deciding for yourself as a business owner what's going to be your cutoff date and when do you need to stop. Um, and and all of those things, I think, can just help you have a smoother time as possible into Christmas, although it is always a little crazy. 
And I think as well, getting your space ready. So if you are picking and packing yourself, making sure that you've got all that stuff, you know, your mm-hmm. your mailers, you've got it, everything organized and doing as much kind of pre-work to that. So if you're sending out subscription box or box product, you have the boxes ready with the tissue paper, you've got the space to do that. So yeah. it's literally just packing rather than picking, you know, well, obviously you have to pick it anyway, but you know, that you've got your, your space ready um, yeah. that where you where you work in or where you pack the product or if it's a fulfillment center that does it for you that you've had conversations with them and you might be able to give them uh, an indication of what kind of volume of traffic or volume of orders that might be coming through so they understand that as well yeah so I think it's kind of looking at though looking at some of those kind of things as well and just asking yourself a really basic question how many orders do I think I'm going to have so I do this with pretty much all of my clients we go through and we say right this year I've been trading you know 50 percent up okay so if I look at last year's Christmas period and I add 50% to that, and I look at my average basket size, my average spend, that equates to how many orders a day? Is it 200 orders a day? Is that 50 orders a day? You know, what is that number? And just working out like that can just really help focus your thinking because sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll say, okay, it's 200, that would be 200 orders. How would that work? And they'll be like, okay, well, you know, I have this person, that person, this person, these people are going to do extra hours for me at Christmas. I actually think we've got capacity to get through 200 orders. Some people, you say 50 orders a day to them and they're like, wait, 50 orders a day. Well, I just can't do that. And then they, then it starts them thinking about, do I need extra space? Do I need to um, get an extra pair of hands? Do, mm-hmm. what, what needs to happen? So even just as simply as asking yourself, how many orders do I think I'm going to be dispatching a day in the run-up to Christmas based on what I took last year and based on how I'm trading currently this point in the year um, and what I what I know I'm going to be doing or in the business between now and Christmas, just ask yourself that question and just have a think about how that's actually going to physically work. <laughs> and I think as well, a good thing, a lot of people bought Christmas, whether it's gifts or Christmas themed product or whatever, a lot earlier last year mm. than they than they had done before. Yeah. And I think people will be thinking like the general consumer, whether you've had conversations with Royal Mail or wherever your postal service is, and they might be assuring you, look, there's no problem. But the the your average consumer is not going to know that or not. So they may be con- thinking about buying earlier. So, um, you know, you might decide you might want to do pre-orders on your Christmas products. You might want to, um, you know, you might you might start getting um, orders earlier on as well. So just being ready for that. When we were talking about, you know, you really want to be focused on selling. Yes. And if you know 50 orders a day means that you're not going to be doing anything other than packing, you have to get that team in, you know, you have to get someone in so that you can continue talking to your customer Yeah. and, you know, and dealing with the customer service and and selling and being visible on Instagram or Facebook or whatever channel that it is that you have to continue driving people to your website as well because anyone can fold, can pack a parcel once they've been yeah. shown what way you want it done anyone can pack a parcel get your kids involved whatever it might be so that you can focus on the things that you need to be visible for as well yeah and also prove prepare what you can so you talk about yeah. social media and, and email, uh, emails another one you could probably sit now and write your Christmas emails and have them all lined up, scheduled, ready to go so they can just go out. The same with a lot of your posts. Okay, not your Instagram stories, but you could certainly, if you know that you want to have two feed posts a week with images from your Christmas photography, then again, get those uploaded. I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't do that. So uh, I absolutely think there's a lot that you can do to prepare yourself, but you're absolutely right. The, The two things, well, packing is for sure the easiest thing to get help with. 
The second one is you can, the good thing about customer services, especially if you've got sort of limited space to bring extra people in to help with some of these things, customer services is something that often can be, you can get a bit of help with from mm-hmm. people who work remotely, for example. So it takes a bit more training than packing, but but nonetheless, you can get some support because obviously that can be a big time drain as well when you're fielding the inevitable, where's my package questions, even yeah. if you sent them tracking link. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose a good thing to do is maybe be, is um, update your FAQs on your website to include, mm-hmm. you might not want them all year round, but where's my Christmas parcel, you know, or, so, mm-hmm. you know, it might be something that you want to think about what are, are seasonally related questions that people always ask. Mm-hmm. So, and then update those on your on your FAQs and then you could direct people to there first. And if that's not there, then, then they might go that one step further and contact you with customer service. They'll yes. probably skip all that anyway <laughs> and contact you straight away anyway and not look at the FAQs. But you if can they're also, there. Yeah. And also set up an autoresponder on your email. Yeah. So that if you've got, um, and also try and direct people if you, if you get, uh, if you have a busy Instagram account and keeping up with DMs is just too much. Say that for customer service, please contact this email address. And then have an autoresponder that says we check, you know, between these hours, uh, the most commonly questions are X, Y, Z, and these are the answers and see if you can sort of triage a little bit that way as well. Yeah, I think it's just so important to keep that communication up because people know that a small business and businesses are under pressure at those times. They just want the update. They just want the communication. So yeah. like you said, if you're saying, I'll get back to you between X and X, or mm. we're only saying, you know, they give you that period of grace they're like okay I'm not gonna I'm not expecting an answer on that for two days or I'm not Mm -hmm. you know if it's urgent there's a number to phone well maybe I don't know whether you'd recommend that but you know if it's urgent that they that they can do xyz yeah yeah but if not then like you say that they can direct them to it's always you know it's always good to have a a one method for them to contact if it's really urgent um and you know can you get like a cheap phone that's only job is to be the numbers on your custom service things it's not like you give them your personal phone number, you know, you could, yeah. you could always have a, a phone that's only purposes that if somebody has a customer. A burner phone. Really. A burner phone, basically. <laughs> a Christmas burner phone. And then after Christmas, it is actually physically yeah. burned. <laughs> like, no one is going to bring that number again. I'm not having that number. Again. <laughs> okay. And anything else that you think for Black Friday or Christmas that um, small businesses need to um, be aware of or be thinking about? I think it's really just it's just that planning just get yourself a planner work out what your eight week strategy is what's your message by week do you start off talking about Christmas parties then go into gifting then go into the Christmas table you know whatever it is think about how your messaging will change week on week think about when you want to insert any offers if you want to you may not um but you know an offer doesn't always have to be a discount it can be all kinds of things it's just an opportunity to be a bundle it can be you know yeah absolutely it could be a gift set that you Mm -hmm. only have at christmas that is a higher price so it suits you because it's pushing up your average um transaction value Mm -hmm. so there's all kinds of different things but i think really the key thing is to to have that sort of clarity of thought if you like that to, to go and map it out for yourself to pre-prepare as much as possible so that you don't just kind of get into this whirlwind of being tired and overrun and um dealing with you know snotty customers when you're also trying to think about what you want your messaging to be that should really all be put to bed before you get into the christmas rush so that the christmas rush can just be about focusing on selling and dispatching Fantastic. Thank you very much, Catherine. That has been very helpful. And if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you? 
So I'm most com- most often found on Instagram at Resilient Retail Club. I've also got a podcast. So if you enjoy listening to podcasts, it's called The Resilient Retail Game Plan. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, or, or most podcast platforms. And if you go to resilientretailclub.com, then you can find out more about my membership. And we will have all of those details in the show notes. So if you have enjoyed listening to Start, Scale, Succeed podcast, then please leave a review and subscribe. And you'll hear more from me next week. And if you want to know more about me, then you can find me on www.thebuyandretailcoach.com and on Instagram at the Buy and Retail Coach. And thank you very much for listening. And we will chat to you next week. Bye.